The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is outsourcing expert John Jonas. Go to replacemyself.com to find out more. John, thank you for being with me today. Hey, you're welcome. It's good to be here. John, how did you get into outsourcing? Um, so that's, I have an interesting story behind what happened with me. So I was, trying to run my own business and struggling with it, obviously, and trying to do everything myself, the technical stuff and the marketing, and it just sucked. And this is like nine years ago. So I went through the processes of trying to get help finding people on Elance, people on Odesk. Um, and it just, it, it, you and I talked about this briefly, but it, I couldn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish, which was I wanted to automate entire systems in my business. At the time, one of the things I was trying to outsource was like SEO. Mm-hmm. And it was really painful because a big part of SEO was writing articles, right? And distributing them. So I would go, people would tell me, you know, go, oh, go to Elance and get, just get 50 articles written. And it was like, okay, now I have 50 articles. What the heck do I do with these? Mm-hmm. You know, and it would come back to me and then I had to go and distribute the articles or make sure they were correct and good. And it just sucked. So then I tried hiring Americans to do it. And just found that as soon as I taught them what I was doing, they, the first thing they would do is quit <laughs> because they realize, Oh, this is what you're doing. This is your business. Oh, I'll go do this on my own. Screw you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so then how did I get into what we're going to talk about today? Here's, here, you know, I tried this stuff and I was so frustrated. And here's the, here's kind of the story. I was talking with the owner of backcountry.com here in the U.S. They're huge. They're the largest online retailer of outdoor gear. Okay. And the owner told me we were doing some similar things for him. It was like side projects just for fun. And for me, it was my main business. And he says, you know, John, when you're ready to start outsourcing some of this stuff, make sure you go to the Philippines with it. And I was like, really? Like what? He said, yeah, because in India, when you tell them something and they say, yes, that means yes, I heard something come out of your mouth. It does not mean yes, I understood what you said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, that was a big shock because at the time here, if outsourcing was synonymous with India and everybody knows it's just a problem, it's difficult, it's a babysitting job, it's a headache and, and, and it was hard. And he gave me a reference to where I could hire, hire someone full time in the Philippines. And it was, I didn't want to do it because I didn't. I didn't think I could afford it. I didn't think I could keep them busy full time. I didn't think that they could do a good job. You know, I was just going to get crappy work done. And so I debated like that for about two months and then finally took the leap and I used his reference and hired someone and hired someone full time. It was the single most liberating experience of my life. Um, where before this I was, you know, trying to do everything myself. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I had this guy whose full time job was to do anything I wanted. Yeah. And he was making $250 a month for full time work. 
and I could ask him to do anything. And, and I had to teach him how to do whatever I wanted done. But so that, I mean, that, that's kind of how I got started with it. That was, that was my first experience with the Philippines. Um, and it totally changed the way I thought about what, how I run my business because at, once I had this guy working for me and I realized, oh, I can teach him to do just about anything. I realized I can implement all this stuff that I'm learning for my business and I don't have to do the work, which means I can learn and think about how this works and not have to do it myself. So that was a very long answer to your short question. <laughs> well, you know, it was a great answer. So thank you very much uh, for sharing with us. So, John, if you had to sell me on this and tell me why it's so important that I join you on this route and take full advantage of outsourcing, what would you say? What are the key benefits? What would happen in my life and in my business? So, it, okay, here's my experience with, with entrepreneurs and small business owners. We traditionally try and do everything. Because we're the best. Because we know the business, right? Um, we should be. So we, so we end up trying to run the website and we end up trying to make the sales calls and we end up trying to deal with the customers and, and what, and, and so my answer to this is kind of odd. But what I found is when you're trying to do all of these things, not, never mind that it doesn't get done. You know, because I mean, everyone knows there's not enough time in the day to get everything done. Here's the real problem that I find is that because you're trying to do so many things, you're not effective at any of them. So your brain never gets the chance to solve problems because it's thinking about so many different things. And this was what was so liberating about hiring that first guy was I had this guy working for me and I gave him this task that I had been thinking about. It's always in the back of my mind. I know I've got to be doing this. I know I've got to be doing this. I know I've got to be doing this. And yet I'm not doing it. And so my brain's just always thinking about it. Um, and then I give it to him and my brain stopped thinking about it completely because he was doing it. And what I found was all, all of a sudden my brain, my brain's energy and focus was able to start working on other problems in the business and solving other problems that either I didn't know that I had because I couldn't even think about them or stuff that I had, I had known about for a long time, but I, I just couldn't work through them. And really quickly, I started solving all these problems because I had someone else dealing with some of the other problems. So in terms of why is this so important? As, as the business owner, you're supposed to be the CEO of the business. And if you're doing the grunt work, you can't focus on the CEO work. You can't focus on, on the sales, on making sales and how, how this business, how all these different pieces that you're learning about fit together when, when you're so entrenched down inside the business. Um, so what I realized in the end was this lets me work on the business while other people work in the business. And then I can be the CEO. Brilliant. John, do you have any case studies or real life examples of any business owners whose lives and businesses were transformed because they did this in their business? So I, let's see. I started hiring Filipino workers about eight years ago. About a year into it, I just had so many people asking because it was kind of, it was really new when I, when I started doing it. And it wasn't like I had sought to go and teach this to people and be, I didn't, I didn't, you know, go out and try and be the expert. 
But I just started having tons and tons of people asking. So over the last six years or so, I've probably taught this to 60,000 people. And I've had thousands of people come back to me and say, this is amazing. I found this amazing person. This has been so awesome for me. Um, on my, on, if you go on to replacemyself.com, uh, we have a case studies link on there and where I actually recorded, I think 15 or 20, um, case studies like video where I talk on video with someone about their, their stories. I can tell you a couple quick things. Um, but, but traditionally what I find is, is very similar to my story where it's like, it's a business owner. You're just struggling and you need a little bit of help. And that when you hire one person, that little bit of help pushes you over the edge to start working on something else inside it with your business. And then that pushes you to hire someone else. And so like the guy that had me come and speak at a, at an event for him last week, he was in the exact same situation I was. He was trying to run this web design company and it, it just was really hard. And he heard what I was doing, hired a guy in the Philippines, started getting some more work done. And that started, that let him take on another client. And then he hired someone else in the Philippines to take care of uh, the other client. Then he got, took on a couple more clients because he could. Then he took on, then he hired a, hired an account manager in the Philippines. He ends up hiring specific people, you know, specific kinds of designers, specific kinds of webmasters, uh, account managers. And he's running a booming, um, web design, website design business and doing fantastic with it. And I think he has eight full-time people in the Philippines working for him. So, um, I know another guy I could, I mean, I could just go on. Do you want me to continue talking about case studies? Yeah, if possible. I mean, it's good to just see tangible results from people that did this who were maybe skeptical at first, but then they did it, they took the plunge and their business transformed and it grew massively. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it. If, if you look on, if on replace myself.com, mm-hmm. um, there, I don't know, there are 150 testimonials there of people saying this is, this has been amazing. Um, and that's just the ones that I added. At some point, I stopped adding them because it was like, well, you know, 150, 180, same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you get the point that this works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess the reason why I asked John was if anyone is listening to this and they're feeling like they can't afford it or they'll do it later on, whatever the reason might be, I think it's important not to wait because now is the time. You know, basically, if you're feeling tied down or trapped in your own business, then this is the answer. So, you know, hopefully everyone listening to this is, is, is starting to see that now. It may not be the answer for some people, mm-hmm. but you've got to try it to know. Okay. You know, you have to give it a shot. Go hire someone and see if it works for you. Because I do get people that come back to me and say, John, this doesn't work for me. I can't make this work. Mm-hmm. And some people's personalities just won't work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's their management style. Maybe it's how you interact with people. Maybe it's the way that you work within your business. It just won't work. I, I find it works more often than not, but there are definitely times where it doesn't work, but you have to try it to know. Okay. And e- either way. So let's go on to some, some outsourcing tips. 
if we're thinking that this could be something that we're going to try, what is it about the Philippines in particular and the Filipino culture that makes it by far your biggest preference? So what I didn't know when I first started hiring was there are some really unique things about the Philippines that make it really good for automating systems. One of those things is Filipinos are very loyal. Uh, they don't want you hire them as long as you treat them right. They'll never quit working for you. So the first person I ever hired still works for me today, eight years later. He doesn't make $250 a month anymore. He makes about $750. But um, today, the guy can do absolutely anything I want. So over these last eight years, I've just taught him everything. So he he runs entire businesses for me. They're very honest. So it allows you to combine kind of the honesty with the loyalty thing. If you know someone's going to work for you for a long time and, and they're not going to steal anything from you, it means you can teach this person all kinds of stuff about your business that you wouldn't teach someone else where you can teach them entire systems or multiple systems and how they work together in your business so that they can then handle those systems for you and you don't have to think about it. Um, in the Philippines, they have a, they, their infrastructure is not like it is in the U.S. or the U.K. or Australia, but Internet's everywhere. Everybody has computers, which means you don't have to go through a service, through a company to find them. You don't have to pay their markup fees. You don't have to – they don't have to have an office in you know an outsourcing company's giant warehouse to make this work. All of – I have 14 people that work for me. They all work from home, which saves me probably – $8,000 a year on each of them. So, you know, eight times 14 is, uh, 100 112,000, something like that. Um, so it's, it's pretty significant. You know, $112,000 a year saved in, in cost just from having them work from home rather than in an office. Um, they, are, in the Philippines, they like foreigners which is different than most other countries where people have traditionally outsourced. Where, you know, in India, you hire someone and that person, well, the first thing they ask is, what's your revenue model on this thing that you're doing? Mm -hmm. And you think, well, why do you need to know what the revenue model is? Just go do your job. Yeah. No, no, we need to understand the revenue model so that we can make sure we do it right. Oh, really? So you can try and steal it from me. Is that right? <laughs> have you had that experience? Yeah, I've had similar things. Yeah. In the Philippines, they don't want to know what your revenue model is. They want a job and they don't go afterwards. They don't go talking about their stupid foreign boss, which most people, you know, most other countries, oh, this guy's so dumb. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, in the Philippines, when you hire them, they look up to you. So, it, and it's really an interesting situation. You actually elevate their social status as a foreign boss. So they'll brag about you to their friends. Wow. Um, so combining these things together, what happens when you hire someone full-time, um, the Philippines is a very, very third-world country, and there is very little full-time – there are very few full-time jobs there. Not that there are very few, but it's hard to find a full-time, long-term, stable job in the Philippines. Um, so much of their work is temporary or part-time, and I don't know why that is within their culture, but they do it all the time. So you give someone a full-time job working for a foreign boss, um, making as much or more than their friends are making, which I can tell you story after story about my guys in the Philippines making $450 a month 
and, and what they're doing with that. One of them is loaning money to his dad on a regular basis because he makes so much more than his dad does. One of my guys told me he's teaching his, teaching all of his friends how to do what he does because he makes more than double what any of them make, making $450 a month. Um, so they're working for a foreign boss. They're working from home on their own hours, which, you know, that's everybody wants that. Um, they're making good money. They have a long-term, stable, full-time job. Um, and you kind of combine these things together, and, and it really makes a good situation for this Filipino worker. Uh, where culturally, they're a very pleasing people. They really want to make you happy. And with that, very often, they will go above and beyond what you ask them to do in order to make sure that you're happy. Uh, not, not always, obviously, and not every person will do that, but very, very often. So the last piece in this is uh, for small business owners and entrepreneurs, and this is one of the big reasons why this works so well, uh, they're not entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Filipinos don't want to steal your business. They don't want to go and take your ideas and, and do them on their own. They don't want to steal your domain. They don't want to steal your email account, whatever it is. They don't want to steal anything from you. They just want a job. And so that right there allows you to do things that, that I couldn't do with the American workers that I was hiring because the Americans, when they figure out what I'm doing, they quit. I've taught these guys in the Philippines how to build entire businesses and run them for me that make me pretty good money, and they do everything for it, and they understand everything for it. So it's really kind of a different situation. You mentioned there about some prices uh, you pay to people per month. What can we typically expect? Because obviously a big part of doing this for us is the saving. It's obviously much cheaper to hire someone from the Philippines than it is to hire someone in America or Canada or the UK or Australia. So if anyone is wondering like, how much cheaper are we talking, what are some typical price ranges to have someone working 40 hours a week for us? Okay, so... Let's talk about a programmer. In the U.S., a programmer, 40 hours a week is going to cost you $80,000 a year. And, you know, obviously this varies by region. It could be $40,000. It could be $120,000. Let's say $80,000 a year. You can go through a service and hire that same programmer uh, in the Philippines for $2,000 a year or $2,000 a month um, through a service. So $24,000 a year. Or you can do what? what I kind of stumbled into and found how to find them and find that same programmer for $750 a month or, I don't know, $9,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that one of the first people I ever hired was a programmer and his blog was a PageRank 6 because he had written numerous WordPress plugins that thousands of people were using. He's the best program I've ever met. And I graduated from college in computer science and I've known some really, really good programmers. He's the best. Mm-hmm. He was making $250 a month when I, when I hired him. $250 a month for full-time work. Now that's obscene. I mean, that's just stupidly low. Um, but those, that was his option when I hired him. There just weren't other options for him. And, that, and that's different today. But so you can hire. Uh, pro, good programmers for 500 to a thousand dollars a month. You can hire good content writers for, uh, 350 to 600 dollars a month. 
You can hire social media for $300 to $500 a month, SEO people for $300 to $500 a month, um, webmasters for like $350 to $600 a month, graphic designers for $300 to $700 a month, full-time, all of these, and really talented. Okay, so should we be hiring different people for the different roles or is there a way of, of having someone to do multiple different types of tasks? So maybe you've got one full-time person, but they do a range of tasks. I mean, is that something that could work or is that not the best thing to do? You know, it kind of depends on what you're doing. Okay. I have guys that can do all kinds of stuff. So they will do research for me, um, research about niches, research about what websites we should be building or topics or content. Those same people will build the websites. We use WordPress. They, I've taught them how to use WordPress. I taught them how to do the research. Uh, they can install themes and plugins because I taught them how and they can do it. They write the content for it because I hired them because they have good English skills. Um, with their English, they can do the SEO work for it. So, I mean, they can, they can do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I taught them all of that stuff. And so as long as you're willing to teach someone, they'll learn it. However, um, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, in the US, you wouldn't go out and seek to hire, um, an SEO, content writer, webmaster, marketer, right? Yeah. I mean, that, it just, it's just not normal. I, I got an email one time from someone who says, I need someone who can write five articles a day and, Build WordPress websites and make them look really, really good, including logo design, and do some custom PHP programming for me and manage my books. Like, what? You're crazy. <laughs> you know, this doesn't exist. This person doesn't exist. Um, so it's not like they're magic. They're still humans, mm-hmm. but you can, they're willing to work. I'll tell you that. They're willing to work. Sure. So I have. Today I have specific people that do specific things. Some of my people do all kinds of stuff, but I have programmers that just do programming. I have designers that just do design work. Um, I have, I have a couple content writers. I have a couple girls that do, that do social media and run some marketing campaigns for me. So, I mean, I've, I've specialized stuff, but you can definitely hire someone and teach them multiple things. You know, you, you talked about a trans, uh, hiring a transcriptionist. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hire a transcriptionist. I would hire someone whose English is really, really great, mm-hmm. who has some experience in transcribing, but then I'm going to teach them to do social media. I'm going to teach them WordPress. I'm going to teach them to do, I'm going to teach them SEO so that as they do social media and WordPress stuff, they're thinking about SEO with it. You know, so that, that person wasn't a transcriptionist. They're someone who's smart. And you can tell as you interview them that, that they're talented and we can teach them all kinds of other stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. John, I know that you've got a very popular website called onlinejobs.ph. How can it help us? So when I got started, I had to go through an agency, um, which the, so the guy that I, the guys that I was paying $250 a month, I wasn't actually paying them. I was paying the agency $750 a month and the agency was paying them $250 a month. And this is eight years ago. Costs have gone up, but since then, um, but you know, when I found that out, it bugged me. It bugged me that, that 
I was paying so much extra. And, you know, it's not the worst thing that markup, that setup. Um, but if you can, it, it just bothered me. So, um, one day I went seeking to find a better way and found a better way for a while. I found a resume site in the Philippines, which I could kind of, I could contact people. And then the owners of that site decided it wasn't right for foreigners to hire Filipinos anymore. And they shut the site down. <laughs> and, um, so that's where, where I started onlinejobs.ph, which was intended to be a place where, um, foreign employers can get in contact with Filipino workers looking to work online. And so today, onlinejobs.ph is the biggest marketplace for finding Filipinos. And frankly, obviously I own it, but I'm going to tell you it's the best. And it is. Uh, we spend so much time in eliminating scams and trying to help you understand who you're hiring. And um, so at Online Jobs, there's 80,000 Filipino resumes. You go there, you look through the skill, you, you search for skills that you're interested in hiring someone for, you narrow down the profiles according to kind of what you're looking for, and then you just contact people and, and let them talk to you, and then you negotiate with them. So there's not a middleman between you and the person you're going to hire. Um, you know exactly who you're getting. You don't only have three choices. You have 30,000 choices, but it, it's pretty easy to narrow that down. Um so that you're getting the three best candidates for you. Um, so that's, that's kind of online jobs where we just, we just are, are a marketplace for foreign employers to find and hire Filipino workers. Awesome. Do you have any tips on how to hire and find the right people? Yes. Um, so a couple things uh, on online jobs, you can, you can either search. For a skill, you can put in, type in webmaster and search and you're going to get a whole bunch of webmaster skills or a whole bunch of people that say webmaster in their profiles. Um, and online jobs, uh, the approach that we took was kind of two, two pronged. One was they write their profiles and so you can search them just by keyword. Second thing was we have tons of skills that Filipinos rate themselves in. So they go in and say, Oh, I'm, I'm not, not very experienced at this skill at Excel, but I'm really experienced in writing English content. So like they rate themselves on zero to five stars. And so you can search based on their ratings or you can search multiple skills based on their ratings. So you want to find someone who's, who has, who's really good at English writing and has experience in blogging and has experience in SEO and has experience in uh, email marketing well, you can search someone who's who has experience in all of those things um, based on the star ratings that they gave themselves. And so then you narrow it down really, really easily. Um, so what I recommend you do is go in and find the best way for you to narrow it down, whether it's by keyword or by searching skills, and then contact 20 people and see who responds. One of the things about Filipinos is they're very loyal. And so if they already have a job, the chances of them not responding to your um, email is pretty good um, because they already have a job and they're loyal to that employer. And even if you were to offer them more, that's not how it works in the Philippines. They don't just run from job to job because someone offered them more money. So contact a whole bunch of people and see who responds to you and then start interviewing those people. Another option to that is to post a job. 
on the site and let a whole bunch of Filipino workers reply to or apply to your job. And that way you get a whole bunch of people coming to you. You have to filter through more unqualified people, but you, you'll probably get some really good, really, really good people applying for your job too. Um, then once you've contacted them, interview them thoroughly. And, and the way I do this is through email. Uh, I will send them questions over and over and over again in, in a whole bunch of different emails. I, I don't send the same questions, but I, I'll send two, three, four questions in an email and I'll do that six times. And in that, because, you know, you don't get to sit face to face with the person like you can locally. Um, and so you have to figure out ways to kind of tell how good is this person really? Um, are they being totally honest with me? So I find that as, as I send them lots of questions and they get to respond, I get to judge. I, I get a good idea of how responsive are they? You know, cause if they respond really quickly every, every time, that's great. If they're not responding to me and it takes them three days to respond, well, why would that be any different once I hire them? You know, and that's frustrating. Or I get to judge their attention to detail. You know, if, if I ask them to do a very, very simple task, like attach a picture of a pink Cadillac to your response and they don't do it. Well, you know, why would they pay attention to the details when I hire them? If they won't do it when I'm recruiting, why would they do it when I hire them? Um, it also lets me see how good their English is and how community, how communication is. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of how I recruit people. Um, which I found that if I do that and pay attention to some of these things, then, then I have a pretty good success rate in, in hiring. I mean, probably 80% success in hiring really great people by following that process. So once we've hired someone, how do we manage them and keep them happy and doing their best work for us? So this is the really important part of this is managing them. You know, in the U.S., we're a very blunt, forward people. And when you're working on Odesk, you don't care about the person that you're working with because you just go find someone else because it, you didn't have to recruit them anyway, um, which also limits what you can do and what a, how you can run your business. But with the Philippines, and when you hire a full-time person, it is important that you manage that person well. Um, Filipinos culturally feel unworthy. Uh, they feel like they're not going to do good enough work for you, and you're going to be disappointed in them, and you're going to get mad at them, and they're going to lose face. So in in everything that you do with that Filipino worker – you need to always make sure that they don't lose face. And, and, and not, that's, that's not the best way to put this, but a better way is always be positive with them before you give them negative feedback. So in any feedback you do, always say, thank you for doing good work. Thank you for trying hard. Even if everything's wrong in what they did, mm -hmm. say, thank you so much for trying hard on this. I know you're trying. I can tell. I appreciate it. Now let's change this and this and this. Don't ever berate your Filipino worker. Don't ever yell at them. Even in an email, in, in, your, in the tone of your email, it's very important that you are nice to them. Uh, they thrive on that. They thrive on positive feedback and on you treating them well. Um, if you don't, rather in, in other countries, 
what what happens is you ask them something and they say yes. So you say, how's the work going? Yes, it's great. Uh, are you working on the project? Yes. Is it going to be done on time? Yes. Even though you know they're, they're lying to you. In the Philippines, that's not what they do. Um, when they have a problem, when they are discouraged, when they get stuck on something, they don't say yes. They disappear. And so it's really oh, important okay. for you to understand what, how they behave. When a Filipino does not respond to you about something, it means they have a problem. It means they're stuck on something. It means they don't know what to do and they're scared and they don't want to let you know that because they're very afraid that you're going to be disappointed in them. They're very afraid that you're going to fire them. So rather than say, yes, 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 they'll say nothing. So when that happens, you, you've got to go seek it out saying, hey, I love the work you're doing. You haven't talked to me in a couple of days. You haven't responded to my emails or whatever it is. I know you're stuck on something. What's the problem? How can I help you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, taking that approach with an outsourcer is very different from most people where they say most people would just say, screw you. I don't want to deal with your crap. Um, and so you just lose an employee. Whereas if you're willing to say, hey, how can I help you? That person, not only will they come back to you and, and tell you most of the time, but then they become even more loyal and they care about you even more and they care about your success because now they know that you care about them. And and that's really important in the Philippines culture. Also, John, once we've hired someone, if we're, you know, we're living over in the UK or the USA or Canada and Australia, but they're over in the Philippines, how do we make sure that they're doing their full 40 hours, 30 hours, 20 hours a week, whatever it is that we might be paying them for? So it's an interesting question and I have some interesting answers for you. Um, first of all, if, if you hire them to work 40 hours a week, don't expect to get 40 hours a week out of them. <laughs> I, you know, I remember when I had a job, I had, I've had a job for eight months, uh, since college. I had a job in, right out of college. I worked for eight months and, uh, aside that, I've always worked at home. But during that, that job, I remember spending an hour every day at the water cooler, you know, just talking to people or spending time in other people's offices, just talking or looking at YouTube or Facebook. Um, you know, there, you're not going to get eight hours of productive work out of them every day. So th- there's a, a beginning expectation to set. Don't expect it. Second, um, for a long, long time, I didn't do anything to monitor their, their working time other than just seeing, are they productive for me or not? And if they were productive and I could tell if they're productive, I, you know, you can, you can tell sometimes. Or often, depending on the worker and depending on your experience, you can tell how much they're working. You know, are they doing good work for me? Um, at, at one point for me, it became, it, okay, so I've had a couple times where workers, I could tell they just weren't spending time and I knew they weren't spending the time on it. And I, and then I, I would call them out and I'd say, you know what? What's preventing you from spending the time? Because I know you're smarter than this. I know you're better than this. I know you're a good worker. You're just not as productive as you were. What's going on? Why not? And if it continues, then I might say, you know, I need you to be more productive or this is just isn't working for me and we'll have to terminate it. So, you know, what can you do to be more productive? You know, those are, those are things I've tried. At some point it became time for me to kind of monitor it, uh, monitor the working time. And, and that's when we created time proof, which is available at onlinejobs.ph. Uh, it's, if you go to onlinejobs.ph slash 
slash time proof, or there's a link on online jobs. It is software that you have them install on their computer. It's a little tiny piece of software that just tracks their working time. So when they start working, they click, I'm working. And then it'll just track their working time. And every couple minutes at random, it'll take a screenshot of what they're working on. So you can tell, oh, they spent six hours working today, but four of those hours were on Facebook. Well, that's not very productive. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, they spent, they spent four hours working today and it was all really productive time. So I'm okay with that. Um, so time proof is, is, is one of, is, is a really good way to keep track of, of exactly what's going on. And time proof is free. We don't ever intend to charge for it. Uh, it's free whether you've upgraded your online jobs account or not. If, if you cancel your online jobs account, you can still continue to use time proof with your workers for free. So that's, uh, that's one of the things that, that we do right now, us, along with the other stuff that I just said, you know, uh, this week I sent an email to two different people that said, what's going on with you? You know, you're not, uh, you're not as productive as you have been. Why? What's the problem? What's going on in your life? And, and that's, that's usually a, a good way to start. Now, if you're just starting with workers, I would, I would recommend starting with time proof. Start off with it right from the beginning. Cause for us, it was a transition, um, where we hadn't had anything like that and then we had to add it. And when you add something like that, and, and time proof is intrusive, it's, you know, you get screen recording, screen capture software on your desktop every second when you work. <laughs> it's intrusive. And so it was, it was a painful process for us, but it's been really good. Great. Well, John, thank you so much for the tips that you've given us today. Where can we go if we're really serious about replacing ourselves and hiring outsources to help us? Where can we go? Uh, you could go to onlinejobs.ph and start looking for people. Uh, you could go to replacemyself.com, which is where I have a, a 90 minute webinar there where I've taught this. Um, I, and I teach it regularly. So you could watch that webinar, which would be a really great, uh, a great starting point. You'll hear a lot of the same stories, the same things that we talked about today, but it's much more in depth. Mm-hmm. Obviously we talk for, we talk for, uh, you know, 35 minutes or something. Um, those two are, are really the, the best places to go learn it. Um, the big, the big thing is just to try it. Take the leap and, and try and hire someone. And maybe you don't hire the person that you need because uh, a webmaster, the webmaster you want is going to cost you 600 bucks a month, but start with someone who speaks English who can start doing some SEO for you at $300 a month and give it a shot mm-hmm. and see, can this work? Can, can I, offload some of my tasks so that I can focus on better stuff. Um, I had someone the other day say to me who, who learned this and understands it. And they said to me, but I don't have time to buy a product and go through it and understand it. And I said, that's wrong. That's the wrong way of thinking. You have to have time to buy that product. You can, you will never succeed if you're not learning and implementing. You've got to change your mindset. Go hire someone. And teach them how to do something you're doing so that you free up some of your time. And then you have the time to learn what you need to learn and have someone else implement it for you. So there is, there is somewhat of a mindset change here. Uh, but that change is so important as, as you try and run your business. Fantastic. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you all for tuning in. If you got value from listening to this episode, please show your support by leaving a positive review on iTunes. And John, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.